know, figuring out things that our parents never even got to figure out, right? Like, I'm very much a child at being an adult still. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm still getting used to being an adult. Like, Beyonce said it best. <laughs> Not the queen. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome back to It's All Alive. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Um, we are two 25-year-olds trying to figure this thing called life out. This podcast is basically our journey of realizing that the things that we were told as children, as young adults, it's all a cap, it's all a lie, adulting is hard, and we're just trying to figure out how to do it the best way we can. Yeah. It's also about uncovering things that we've told ourselves in the meantime. Um, and, you know, just growing out of our old selves, trying to anyway. Yes, it's about it's about the growth and development and um, the ugly truths that oh, come along with that. Yes, so, sir. Join us today. Today we are posing the question to each other if we are actually dealing with an existential crisis all the time. Are we just soft? Are we babies? <laughs> are you soft? Nisha, are you soft? Dude, I swear I'm not. Like, I really want to be a thug out here. I really want to be, like, I want to be tough. But um, in actuality, I need to be babied. <laughs> Retweet. Retweet. I, too, am softy. So don't yeah, mind me not. while I figure my stuff out. Just I'm going to get there. Don't you worry. <laughs> This might take some time, y'all, but we'll get there. Yes, so, I guess, like, to start this off, like, <laughs> I guess, like, what does it mean to be soft, too? Uh, wow. This is a really interesting question. Okay. Honestly, I hated being called soft. I hated being associated with soft because... I did not see people who exuded being soft in a positive manner or in a way that was admired up until recently in the media movements and, you know, what social media has to offer us now (laughs) as far as what we're like, you know, just seeing almost every second we get on social media. Um, I definitely saw softness as being like weak as not being able to get a handle on your situation as like you know you're just not on top of it you slacking you're not hard you're not a thug you're not put together that's kind of how I saw the word soft versus now being soft means being at peace being soft now means being at ease being soft now um means letting letting things go and letting things happen. So it's definitely been a bit of a mental switch and even finding the balance between those two because yeah, like there is there is a healthy balance. What about you? What did you see soft as initially versus now? Um I also viewed being soft as a negative thing Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think for a long time, um, as much as I do love like being a woman or whatever, there was just I never wanted to be portrayed as somebody that couldn't handle themselves. That um, yeah, just like wasn't strong enough to handle things. So I tried really hard to you know disprove that. Um, so I think I ran away from the word soft for a long time because I wanted it to be portrayed as like an independent, ambitious, um, like, I don't know. I always kind of view, there's some traits that men have that I always Man liked. admired. I was like, I love it. Mm-hmm. I want it. Whole time. Yeah, there was a trap. No, literally. Like I would see these certain characteristics that men have and I'm like, oh no, why can't I embody that? Right. Which tended to be the opposite of soft for a long time. I think I ran away from that. Um and the older I'm getting, I I truly do prescribe to the soft life. Um <laughs> as much I as want I can. Ease. Yeah, literally. I want ease and like everything. I also associate softness as like things coming easy to you, lack of strain. Um, peace, like you said. So yeah, those are the. That's how I view softness now. Um, I'm just interested. What types of traits did you admire in men that you wanted to embody? Like, um, what were those traits? Is it just everything opposite of softness? Like everything in in antithesis to like what you described? Well, I the traits I liked. Are the traits I like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And men was like the ability to be able to like command a room and like the room working for you, if that makes sense. So like I kind of always just like wanted the ability to kind of just be like, I guess I attributed lack of softness to respect to gaining respect if that makes sense i feel like very yeah few people that exude softness are just given respect yeah um versus when you are viewed as someone that's quote-unquote hard yeah um, and that could be whatever like you associate that word to and like let's say i'm specifically thinking like in professional spaces right yeah it's very rare where your boss would be like this extremely soft caring person it's always my boss needs to be quick to decision making, harsh, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. no bullshit, blunt like that, blunt. Yeah. These things that are usually men that exude these things, and I think for the longest time I thought that I needed to have those exact same characteristics to be able to be someone or do something one day. Not to say that like you don't need those things, like you definitely need like a boss to be able to, you know, tell you what it is without like you know, crying or whatever, but there are ways to be assertive and also be soft. And I think I'm learning that um, women exude um, assertive, like all these things that we love, like strength, assertiveness, women exude these things in a soft approach, but they still very much get the job done. Like the best example I could think of would be like, if my dad was telling me to do something versus like my mom. Right. I would still do it regardless because they're my parents, but like there was a warmth that I got with my mom that 
made me actually want to do it versus like when my dad told me I was just like damn I have to do this thing right versus the other one I almost felt voluntary I was like of course I'll take out the trash it's for you mom versus mm-hmm. with my dad I'm like damn I gotta take out the trash again right like why are you making me do this why or why you gotta say it like that right yeah yeah what yeah, about I com- you I completely agree um I just remember us talking this is probably like right when we came out of college or even while we were in college um just thinking about some of the things I really could not get over and um and it was one of those that like it's just I didn't understand how to embody both I feel like the way I was raised and not even the way I was raised just who I had come to become I came to really appreciate people who had a way with words and who still got who who got what needed to get done done. Sorry if that didn't make any sense. Uh who got the job done when needed to be. Um but I it, I had a hard time figuring out how I could do that within myself and for myself and I just couldn't like and I always found myself admiring the way other people did it specifically men um because of the the respect that they seem to uh get and like it was it was a weird it was a weird thing it was like wow and I've always been a person who's very focused on the way people say things and people's tone and it's just like while I did not like certain tones and while I did not like certain things I couldn't help but admire that they were saying what needed to be said I hated how they were saying it, but they were saying it. And so for me, um, it's just been like an interesting conversation um, within myself and how to say things in a way that like I feel gets the job done. But in a way that I feel like is soft or in a way that I feel like, you know, is assertive. I don't want to I don't want to say the two are synonymous, um, but there are certain accents that I feel like are very similar for the two that may be very similar for the two Mm -hmm. I totally agree I think um the way that both genders in this dynamic that we're talking about specifically exude certain things just look different Mm -hmm. and I just think like we've been taught that one way is more favorable due to like um external external things that validate certain behaviors like promotions Mm -hmm. money stuff like that validate that doing something a certain way is rewarding versus another um and i I just i just think it's going to take time for people to recognize like you can still be soft and still be assertive yeah um like those they're not parallels they're I mean they're not extremes they could parallel um but in terms of like existential crises um I constantly feel like I'm always in one um even though like there are things in my life that show me that I'm not in an existential crisis it just Mm -hmm. personally I feel like I'm in one when I'm in like there's just consistently things being pushed in my life that I I feel like that there's like a lack of control in. Um, yeah. 
when I feel a lack of control or an understanding of like how a situation is going, Mm -hmm. I totally feel like everything is crumbling down and I just like want to literally run away or like go into a coma. (laughs) Either one that comes first. I'm screaming. Go into coma. That's kind of extreme. But it is. But hence hence like, the topic. Right. But sometimes I'm like, can someone just knock me out for like three months? Oh, God. Maybe a year. And then I'll come back and I'll be fine. Like, and everything it'll, will be It'll fine. be all over. Right. Like, that's my version. Older men might buy a Ferrari. Same thing. <laughs> it's the same vibe. Same vibe. I just want to, like, disassociate with the reality that I'm seeing, that I'm experiencing, and go do something completely different. Hence Literally. the shopping, right? Right. And shopping is my A1 version of... That's, like, me trying to be cute about my existential crisis is me shopping. Like, I don't think people recognize. People tell me I might shop too much. I'm like, would you prefer I do something else? About this? No. So let me go to Zara. I'm screaming. So pumped. Like this is for I do something else about this. Oh wow. No, I'm I'm dead ass. Would you guys prefer that I spend a couple hundred dollars at Zara, or would you prefer that I go do something wild, like I get half of my leg tatted? I go. I become a stripper overnight. Like I will do something so out of pocket. Or I can go to Zara. So you decide. You know, I don't want I don't want that decision in my in my court and <laughs> in, in my hands. Um but yeah, I totally I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's just I don't know, man. Why do you so why do you feel like you being out of control? is an existential crisis like why because i i agree too i'm really posing the question to myself because i think it's the lack of control that makes us feel makes everything feel so like dramatic you're just like what is going on because i think you're told like if you do a b c d you know then things should go one way and then something comes out of left field and completely wrecks your plan and you're like, why is the world crumbling down? Like, who is throwing stones at my beautiful vision board? For what? Literally. An enemy Don't of you progress. See? Like, I am on part A, number one, appendix C. I'm right there. Like, what is your problem? And you literally yeah. go, like, hide under a rock or something for, like, to your point, three months. It's like the perfect amount of time for things to make Isn't sense. Isn't it? <laughs> like, I, I swear, I'd be feeling like everybody's my op sometimes. And what? I'm just like, <laughs> That's I'm so serious. I really be feeling like that sometimes. And um, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. Like, sometimes I'm just like, you don't want me to succeed. Like, you <laughs> want me to stay like this for whatever reason. If it's it could be whatever reason, but sometimes I just be feeling like everybody's out to get me. Yeah. Even the mailman, the way he put that mail that day. You know what? Me. Not the mail. That, that man has literally <laughs> just trying to do his job. Uh, you never know. You never know. But anyways, I, I, like I was saying, like, 
sorry, like you were saying, it's a thing of control, 100% for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I love control for various reasons. Like, one, I'm a firstborn. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. I literally controlled everything, like, yeah. my whole life. <laughs> um, and two, I'm an African woman. I just don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> What I don't, don't you understand? <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just don't think like I was given the opportunity even before I was born. Like um but no, I am also very much like hyper aware that my love for control is actually problematic. Yeah. Um especially in like interpersonal relationships because like I guess like the point of relationships is like I don't know to like love one another and like want each other to grow or whatever. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> or something. Something like that. Yeah. So like there's very little room to control every situation. I get it. Yeah. But but like how dare it, you not fall into my plan? Literally. And yeah, so I'm sorry if a bunch of things don't go in parallel with my vision I just want to scream yeah I I also I think I'm trying to get to a place where I understand like how severe is this you know (laughs) in the grand scheme of things come on gratitude that that's the first thing that pops into my head like how how bad how horrible is this really or am I just tripping like do I just need because like to your point about the coma thing maybe like not three months but maybe you just need a timeout like maybe you just need a nap literally um just go (laughs) to sleep and wake up yeah baby just needs a nap no literally every child gets super cranky before you know when they when they're sleep deprived and things are getting tough for them and then they just need a little reset just a little reset and you'll be okay and the thing is like i don't understand why we like no longer like are being babied come on like i'm not saying that like we should just like let everything go like you still need you still have responsibilities you still need to show up for work you still need to pay your bills blah 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 But, like, why do we no longer baby each other? Like, when someone's having a bad day, why don't we, like, I mean, I guess technically, like, your loved ones are supposed to. But, like, as a society, can we, like, wear a sign that's, like, today is not the day, Steve. And then everybody around me buys me, like, free shit because I just. Today's not my day. Right. Because I let you know. So. Right. Yeah. That was my cry for help. Right. We don't baby each other enough. This is like, such an interesting concept. Um, you're right. I think what you, I think if we want to take it out of the very literal example, I think you're talking about compassion and consideration for one another. Oh, uh, I guess you know. Um, yeah, you literally you know. wanting to be coddled, but yeah, <laughs> she's like, no, that's not it. I actually just want you to baby me. I like that though. I really, I do appreciate your honesty because sometimes I really also want to just be coddled. Um, but not every, I think coddling also takes a certain level of detail and like a certain level of like, you know, just paying attention and not, unfortunately for, you know, what, whoever is going through that thing, not everybody, not every single person has the capacity to do that for you. So to your point, those loved ones can 
caught of you, but the people on the outside just may not, you know, like I can, I can get out the way. I can be patient. I might not honk at you. If you have a sign on your car that says that today is not the day, I might not honk at you if you're driving crazy on the road, but like, I still got places to go. So like my consideration and my capacity for you can only go so far, but your loved ones. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah they got you. They got you. I hope they do. They should is I think what we should be saying because I don't know. At least, like, when I lived with my parents, mm-hmm. if I wasn't having a good day, my dad did not give a shit. <laughs> yeah, what's my what's he my was, business? Listen, right. Go. He's very much like, I still want what I want. Yeah. That's really how it works, though, in the world. Like, what I got to do with me? You know, very much like your happiness, your, your, tood, your attitude is your responsibility. Like, so yeah. it, it pegs back to the original question. Are we just soft? Like, yeah. if, if we know this, right? Mm-hmm. Then, like, why can't we just, like, get with the program? <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly. No, because I am aware, you know? I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll be, like, in business meetings, and I'm, like, let's say, like, on day three of my period. I'm just yeah. over it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't want to be here. Your breasts stink. Oh, I don't they, like you. Sheesh. Straight so, like, like that. I still have to pretend like I, I'm cool with it. And I yeah. just like wonder, like, is that a good thing, or, or is it, or is it like, or should we? Should we be able to express ourselves? Like, I guess, like, maybe in the business sense, not so much. But let's say, like, even in our interpersonal relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Should we, like, 100%, like, when our friends are having or our loved ones are having a bad day, we just keep it pushing? Or do we do we coddle them every single time they have a bad day? Because it could get to a point, like, even with a baby, and you constantly coddle them whenever they're, like, feeling cranky. They don't know how to self-soothe. Mm. I guess I'm wondering, like, even in our relationships, is it actually beneficial when we baby them every single time? Or should we be, like, you need to self-soothe? I guess, like, I'm wondering, like, which extreme is better? How we are, like, in the business world where we have to, like, nip it in the butt? Or, like, the extreme where we're constantly being babied and eventually can turn into a brat? Like, they're both extremes. But like, yeah, I guess like which one do you think is better? Dang, I don't know because I feel like the coddling thing. Like if you are, if your peers and your like your loved ones coddle you every single time, you run the risk of being dependent on them for soothing. Mm-hmm. And so, I feel like that's a red flag. But on the flip side, just to, like you know, to your point, maybe corporate business what um settings i guess the only risk there is maybe just being like hyper individualism and um potential the potential of it leading to isolation and you just feeling like nobody cares and like yeah and like nobody cares but so but i don't know that we have to pick anymore I think that's the point of the interpersonal relationships because even now we're talking about the workplace. Um, I even now, right now, with my um, team, we're actually reading a book about the importance of teamwork and how well you know how that can attribute to just 
a lot of success in um, whatever goals that you are you are all working towards. And so I found it really interesting that like one of the points of the book and one of the things that they're, I guess, trying to instill within us as a team is the importance of communication and saying like, hey, I'm not having a good day, but this is what I have to, this is what I'm trying to do. Can you help me do this? Or, you know, like being a friend, even in the workplace, being a good colleague, being a good teammate and being like, hey, I'm not having a good day. These are places that I'm lacking today. And somebody just being like, hey, okay, this is where I can back you. This is where I can support you. I'm going to support you in this way specifically or for this period of time. Because I feel like that's what needs to happen for a good team anyway. Um, It can't always happen within like when you're by yourself because you kind of just have to hold the load or carry the load by yourself. But luckily, we may not have to choose this. I think that's the whole point is not having to choose between one or the other and like finding the balance between the two. because to your point, with on the other side with friends, I guess don't coddle me all the time. Give me the space to self-soothe. Like, if you're a friend of mine and you know that certain things about me, like, help me um, regulate myself and just, you know, okay, Shadi's going through it. Uh, you know, Shadi stubbed her toe and then she spilled her coffee on herself and then her car broke down and then all these things happened. So like the list goes on and then, and then, and then it's just like, yeah, she's going to call you crying. You're going to calm her down. You're going to say, all right, cool. I'm sorry. This happened to you. Coddle, coddle, coddle. Genuinely, <laughs> please. And then be like, you should, you know, you should go get in a bubble bath or you should go, get yourself so have you eaten go get yourself something to eat like i think there's a there's a there's a good balance what do you think yeah i think there's i do like what you said about um there are spaces now i think covid really helped companies be more aware of the fact that their people are actually like people and mm-hmm. have a realm of emotions and those emotions impact how you work and what you produce so I think like companies are slowly edging towards that way um, yeah there's still a lot of room for improvement um for that because I still think that there are toxic work environments where um what's happening like in your personal life is like that's there and this is here Mm-hmm. They kind of, some companies still expect you to be able to like completely remove the two um while there are other companies that like and like even with this whole like work from home situation they're like are you at work when you're at home or is your work in your home mm-hmm. does that make sense are you at work when you're at home or is work in your home yeah like basically the idea is like when you're working from home you can be so consumed with your work it no longer feels like your home versus mm-hmm. the opposite is like now that your work is in your home your work is adding to your home life so i guess it just kind of goes well basically all this is to say is that i think companies now are a lot more aware of how impactful your personal life can be um to your work life so i think that's yeah. great but I still think there's a long way to go. Um, and in our personal relationships, I mean, I personally look towards <clears throat> towards my friends to 
be that coddling and kind of also, like you said, gives you that that element of realism. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I do think it's also a huge responsibility on ourselves to understand like there are levels to this in terms of like whatever crises that we're dealing with, like to be able to like reflect and be like, okay, is this really some life altering thing or do I just need to sit down? I feel like a lot of it responsibility does just need to be on ourselves to be able to differentiate the difference um, between that. Um, But a lot of it also has to do with like society also like giving us that space to even think like that because specifically for like men I think it's kind of it's hard for them um based on like society for them to even be soft right and like yeah elements of softness so when they are dealing with things I feel like it does generally turn into an existential crisis because yeah their threshold is so low exactly while like for women we're allowed to like Sorry for lack of better words, but we're allowed to, like, you know what edging is? <laughs> yes, but go but, ahead and explain it to me in this context. <laughs> or, like, we're allowed to, like, edge with softness, if that makes sense. Like, we're allowed to, there are, like, levels to our softness. Like, one day we could be like, oh, this, this, this shit sucks. And next day we might cry. And the next day after that we might actually need to be coddled before, like, we actually need to get to the point of, like, extreme something extreme like buying a ferrari or something like that right like we're allowed to like get to that point where i feel like sometimes because of how society has portrayed masculinity it's Mm -hmm. very much like you're okay and then all of a sudden you're not there's no um there's no in between versus like for us as women and being able to like society has allowed us to be a lot more soft right like even the word Mm -hmm. soft contributed with feminine qualities yeah um we are able to we, I just don't think, I think women just don't hit existential crisis type, like, mode as much as men do just because we have a, we have a threshold. Like, we have stages be- before we get to the point of, like, having sex with our gardener. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> no, you really just be throwing random examples. You know what, though? I have a counter. Because I feel like, I feel the opposite. I feel that we are, a because of how much we are allowed to be soft and the variations of what softness, and I think in this case we're talking about, like, overwhelming and, like, weakness in that sense, or just confusion, just all the bad things, all the bad emotions, all the bad feelings. I feel like we have a lot more existential crises than men do, but the depth of ours varies versus theirs. So why do you think we have more? Can you, like, expand on that? I just think that we're, like, allowed to feel. I think it just, I don't know why this example popped into my head, but, like, I think, to your point about being coddled and stuff, because we're allowed to feel so much, maybe, and and I don't want to ever say that there's ever anything bad about feeling so much, um, because I think it is a good thing, but I feel like if you don't know how to handle those emotions in a healthy fashion even and may there's they can be multiple healthies it can be healthy for you versus healthy for me whatever the case may be we just we feel it all and and because we feel it all we get overwhelmed quick quicker 
And so we just have them like every other day. Mm, versus like men, they just bottle it up and then eventually it explodes. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, I do think there does need to be, I mean, they're slowly, this is slowly happening, but they're just traditionally to- anyway. I don't want to, sorry to cut you off traditionally anyway, because I don't want to say that all women feel in that pattern or all men feel in that pattern. And, what we're seeing now in the movement is people are trying to come to the middle but sorry go ahead what were you saying yeah i do i would say like i think that this movement the soft man movement is slow <laughs> the happening. soft man movement yeah i'm I, I i hate not hate to say it but i think i'm surprised to say i'm here for the soft man movement um that doesn't mean i don't like my man a little bit rugged right <laughs> <laughs> please but, I'm also here for the soft man movement, um, whatever that, I mean, now I think we're very much in the baby stage of soft man movement. It's very much like lifestyle vlogs, seeing me have a skincare routine. The yeah. fact that having a skincare routine is still controversial. We have a long way to go before the soft man movement actually like propels. Great. Yeah. But I am here because I feel like. If men are able to be softer, I think a lot of things would change. Oh, like what, sis? <laughs> like what? Like, you know, like politics. And stuff. <laughs> like, okay. And like, like, you know, and like war. <laughs> <laughs> wild. Actually wild. And, like, I don't know, like, relationships, stuff like that. I don't know. Because, you know, women are thought, it's so funny, because women are thought to be too emotional. Yeah. Too soft. And that's what makes people think that women can't lead Mm -hmm. versus men who cannot be soft and have to bottle everything up to the point that they explode is thought to be more favorable in leadership. I think it's just funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I just. Isn't it? Huh? Quite interesting. Yeah. So I think when men are able to be softer, I think it will allow them to be even better leaders. Yeah, I can agree. I could see a life where that would. And again, yeah, soft in the most positive sense. Yeah, I don't. And that, that, even the fact that you have to say that, it just goes back. Yeah the idea of what softness is like softness is a beautiful thing i mean even think about like the whole like soft life movement on like tiktok right now it's very much about like ease elegance um stress-free like these are the words we we should be associating softness with not weak and like fragile or like not ideal like softness in its very most holistic sense is just like lack of strain yeah right and it's so funny oh. because there are things that men like about women which is why a lot of men might seek a stereotypically quote-unquote soft woman is because mm-hmm. they want to embody those things and they usually can only ever embody it when they're given an avenue which is usually like a woman mm. comes to find out your man wants a skincare routine. He just doesn't want to ask about it. He just I'm screaming. No, <laughs> <laughs> he just won't ask. But he wants yeah. he wants to exfoliate, babes. 
Yeah, that is so funny. <laughs> you know what, though? I think one thing that popped into my head is like, again, realism, because I feel like, you know, I can be pretty frou-frou and idealistic. And I feel like I can easily get carried away with, again, social media and the messages that they like put upon you. And so when you were talking about soft life and like a life without strain, is that realistic? Is a life without strain actually realistic? Or is it that like, or is it the mindset of it? Is it like, I have a soft life because I have great conflict resolution skills. I have a soft life because I'm actually proactive and I don't procrastinate. So I can live in ease. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how I just feel like it's so easy to get carried away, not to mention how much soft life is coupled with like access to what finances and affluence can do for you. Mm-hmm. So what does soft life, what does soft life actually mean in reality? If even if you have all those great things, what what does it actually mean for you? Other than I, all the good things, you know. You make such a good point. I don't think people talk about how soft life. Like it's like when I hear soft life, I automatically think finances. But you brought up the fact that like soft life can mean like you're actually just have pers- really good people skills. You're really good at conflict resolution. Like you're right, those things a hundred percent make things softer. Yeah. Um, but I think I've just always thought of soft life like me in a penthouse. Yeah, no. I, I don't blame you. I want yeah. a loft, um, me and my Tessie with my bestie. <laughs> okay. okay. And um, we in the villa, Love Island style. You feel me? I know that's right. We just came back from Bali. Now we're going to South Africa. Period. You're you heard me. You know what I'm saying. So yeah, it's not to say that it can't be all those things, but it's just like is is that just another interesting way of the world and this culture pushing like capitalism and consumerism and like all the money signs upon us in a way that's supposed to like gratify our desires whole time we think we've been we're living the soft life whole time it's capitalism whole time you've we're now emptied your bank account because you thought your the problems the the re- resolution to your problems was in bali no babes it's in the mirror below <laughs> it's it's right there in your apartment I, no i think it's both babes because I yeah off my problems and balance. <laughs> it's balance. I can. You know that sounds good, Bali. No, 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 valid. I can very much do both. Yeah. Um, I just, I am with you. I. Just, it's just not there. It's not just um, having access to things. It's also very much like what you do. Like one thing that I'm thinking of that would help with the soft life, at least for me, is like discipline. That was. That is hashtag soft life energy. It <laughs> but, is. And I think that's another thing that just, you just have to kind of think of it, think of it holistically. Like that's what, I guess we need to define what soft life is for ourselves versus just like what TikTok is showing. Because I do love a get ready with me TikTok of like, there's this girl that I specifically watch who like lives mm-hmm. in work. She's like younger than me, but she lives like in this like, four thousand dollar apartment and she's literally living the hashtag soft life like she got (laughs) 
products, all the designer bags, all the designer shoes. Yeah. She's be a Tessie because she lives in New York, but if she wanted to, she probably could. It's very much all those things. Um, and I, you know, in my version, I would like something like that. But it is also very much like soft life is like healthy um, communication skills, conflict resolution, discipline. Like the soft life is truly just making things easier for ourselves. Um, and doing the hard things now to make sure that they can be easier for us later. Right. Because, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. No, the soft life is different for all of us. And I think that's the best way to cure well, I don't know if it would cure my existential crisis moments because I'm very much a drama queen. Yeah. Very much like this didn't work out. Everything sucks. I and mean, that's like something I need to work on because yeah. my life doesn't need to be in extremes like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the healthiest way for me to think actively work towards that is also just giving myself the proper tools to handle life. Yeah. I definitely agree. To conclude, let's ask ourselves, are we soft? Are, no, are we dealing with an existential crisis or are we just soft? <laughs> I'm soft. <laughs> yeah, I'm soft. How about you, Nishi? Yeah, I'm soft. Not every day <laughs> a crisis. I swear I have one. Yeah, no. When I really look at when I really look at my life in the grand scheme of things and like, um, what, where life, where my life could be, I'm just like, yeah, you trust me. It's, it's okay. No, totally agree. And that there's beauty to that realization. There really is. Yeah. There really is. It's just like, and I, I love, I love like, I love when it comes to me. Because it's one thing if you, like, sink yourself into, like, you know, you self-soothe. But, like, there are moments where you can't, at least now and about you in our 20-somethings and my 20-something, when you really want to sit and sulk about how, you know, how bad life feels to you. But you're like, I literally have something else to do. And so then you have to fixate on that for the next few hours because, yeah, and I'm talking about work usually, like work, you can't be sitting there and sulking over yourself. I mean, you can in your head, but like not actively the way you would if you were just like in your room. And then at some point, doesn't have to be that day, doesn't have to be that week. You just remember like, it really ain't that bad. And like life feels good again. You're just like, okay, that that was then. This is now. The That feeling has passed and I'm now experiencing a new feeling and it's so much better. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. Is that that realization moment? I think is the most important thing here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we've decided that we're not constantly going through an existential crisis. We say this now, but I can see us very much texting each other like in a couple weeks. Like, yeah, everything is going downhill again. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, you know what? And actually I want to I want to take it back. I think it's both. I think I am soft and they are existential crisis. Because 9 times out of 10 it feels like that because it's the fr- maybe it's the first time I'm dealing with something like that or to your point it's a lack of control and it's just not a good feeling to have. So yeah, it's an issue but like 
I still am developing the skill set to deal with those things. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna be texting you within a week. Like everything's wrong. <laughs> Literally. Well, guys, I hope this helped you guys try to find out if you're soft or if what's going on in your life is an actual existential crisis. Yes, sir. We will we will be back probably talking about our next existential crisis when it comes up. Because I think that would be the best time to really understand the differences, at least in our lives. Yeah, honestly. Talk about it. I was trying to think of an example this whole time, but I'm like, I can't, which is a beautiful thing right now. But give me a And I think, exactly. I think that just speaks to, like, things passing. Like, sometimes things pass as quickly as they come. So if you feel like something came out of left field, it's probably going to dissipate as quickly as it came. And you're just... To to Nishi's point, you're not gonna be able to remember because it's just like you know, I don't know. I'm chilling. You just feel like you're floating until you're not. Yeah, and I think that's the beauty of like being a human. It's honestly like our ability to forget. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? I I think that like um, I don't want to make this like a women versus men thing, but I think I heard on some sort of like show or something like that specifically for women. Um our ability for those of us who want to have children our ability I don't know why it made me think of this but our ability to love our child so much after childbirth that we don't mind doing it again I know that's a very extreme case but like I don't know it just it just rings true for me like you just move on you do it so well shot you moved on so well you handle your business so well you can't even remember you can't remember fully all of what it took and all of the up and down that it got you go here. You remember just remnants of it. You're no longer there in that space. So, yeah. That's so beautiful. That should be an affirmation. Yeah, I actually, I have one. Oh. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Would you look at that? Um, So the (laughs) affirmation for today's, pod for today's episode is gratitude allows me to notice the miracle in each day so when you feel like you're going through a shoddy remember something that you can be thankful for and it'll, it, it might just help you make you know that moment a little lighter and a little easier for you to pass through so yeah yeah you be you bet you beat 100% of your worst days. Come on. Say that. Yeah. Oh, I hope I remember this. <laughs> right. <laughs> when I'm going through it. That's my problem. I'll read all these motivational quotes and stuff. And then, like, when I'm in it, girl, where are they? No, actually. It'd be so hard to pull yourself out to even, like, look at all the healthy stuff and, like, look at all the positive stuff that you've been trying to take in for a rainy day. Yeah. But. The more you do, the better. I I want to believe that's the easier it gets. The more you meditate on the good, the better it, the easier it becomes to pull it out of yeah. yourself. Hashtag soft life. That's the soft life. Ooh, I like how you did that. I like that. Well, thank you guys for listening. We will be back soon. See ya. See ya.